Are we on? Yeah, we're on. We're rolling. Okay, there's like a, there's the volume on the headphones, right? Yeah. And the volume on the microphone. And you're never going to be able to like listen to them uh, through the headphones and know exactly how good it sounds, like how the levels are. So you, that's why you have to look at the levels. Oh. So, but he had them, I don't know why he had them turned up so loud. It's like great. Anyway. Um, and then also there's a thing on here, a switch where you can switch it so that it automatically caps the volume. Yeah. And like my mic input and none of the other ones were had that cap. So I was like, why can't I hear myself at all? And when I was editing the last episode, which was after this equipment had been used for a film shoot by someone else, uh-huh. I was like, why is my audio so low? Like I, I always have to turn everything down. Like my audio when we're editing, when I'm editing this podcast, I always have to turn everything way down. And so now I know why. It's because I didn't fucking check my settings until just now. And I realized that Um, the headphones were way up and the mic input on this mic was way down. So did it mess up your... No, I was... I mean, mean, did you you not listen to the episode? Uh, (laughs) Wait, I did. You did? I listened to this one, yeah. Yeah. This last one was... um, Um... Fuck. What what was it about again? What what was our episode about? I see I have a terrible <laughs> me, 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 memory. Like it what? was um it was about the Emmys. Right. The, the, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. It sounded fine to me. I yeah. I well, I that's because I did some some engineering to make everything. I was like, why am I so much quieter than Sarah? Cuz like that never happens. No. No. My you actually is- sounded way loud. loud. No, I'm kidding. You you overcorrected. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listeners, you be the judge. You tell me what you think. Did I did I overcorrect? Do you care? Did you notice? Probably not. But probably if you did, not. Probably don't care. Um, Sarah, how's your tea? I haven't tried tried it yet, <laughs> but I'm smelling it, and it smells so good. Um, so, listeners, as you may know, I am a tea fanatic. I am a tea head, right? Yes. But Sarah has... I'm a tea hater. (laughs) Sarah has up to this point resisted the tea. (laughs) And today I brought in a tea. It's not Georgia made. It's actually from St. Augustine because I went on vacation with my family. So it's Southeastern made tea. Okay. Or I don't know. I don't know where these fucking leaves come from. It's just packaged and sold in St. Augustine. That would be a great thing to put on the bag. I don't know where these fucking leaves come <laughs> from. these fucking leaves come from. Trademarked. Um, it's a tea that I got at a shop in St. Augustine. Uh, the St. August, like St. Augustine Spice and Tea Trading Company or something You should like know. That. You have enough from there, right? I bought a lot. Did I show you how many? Yeah, you have an entire cat cabinet full of them that is not an understatement i i bought so much little packets of tea and one of them was a green tea called creme brulee yes it was green it's a green tea. no no green i'm just kidding (laughs) and you can smell it now wafting towards us it smells like there's a freshly baked dessert on the table yes it does and i let sarah take a sniff and she was like can i try some and (laughs) it was like (laughs) <laughs> it was like the sky opened up and I could see the stars and I was oh trying God. not to get too excited that Sarah's trying some tea. 
Aww. but I'm not going to have like, I'm not going to have high, ex- too high expectations. <laughs> um, but the fact that you have a teacup sitting in front of you right now is, I feel like now we're sharing something new that we've never been able to show. So <laughs> um, welcome to the George made podcast. Welcome. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole. I'm your other host, Sarah. And, um, this is a podcast about film and filmmaking in Georgia and other places and other places, <laughs> but mostly Georgia. When have we ever done a, f- when have we done an episode about film in another place? Uh, well, we sometimes talk we talk about in the, stuff. Yeah. yeah in, the, in the like pre discussion yeah. discussion. Yeah. In the um, appetizer discussion. I mean, I personally section. think we should only talk about things uh, like pertaining to the state. So, like, no other, nothing. like, not tea. Tea? Like, tea's made here. But not this tea, as you attested. So, <laughs> I should dump this tea out. Let's do it. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's too good. It smells too good. It's like a, a Cinnabon in here. It does. It smells like we're in a Cinnabon right now. Like not like the store, not like the bun. Cause it's not that it's not sticky. Yeah, no. It just smells good. That would be fun, I guess, to be in a bun. I don't know. If you're wearing a suit that protects you from this this uh, this stickiness, but it, like it's warm and like smells good, I guess. It would be like a <laughs> it would be like a womb, you're saying. A womb, yeah. It would be like a a, a sugary Cinnabon womb. Toasty womb. <laughs> oh god. Um so Sarah, as you mentioned, uh-huh. our last episode on record was about the Emmys. Yes, um, there was uh, there was one particular show that really dominated the Emmys. Yes, and that show was Fleabag, and you yeah. have started watching it. Yes, I've seen so the first three episodes. Okay, so tell us, tell us, what do you think? Um, I think it's great. I think it's um, very well written. I think it's funny and kind of sad and kind of dark and moody um and the very first episode you're not really introduced to the full concept of the show okay like so it's like an anti-hero kind of situation it's an anti-hero yes but something that happened in in episode two and three is that you see that she had okay this is a spoilers okay um but she has uh she had a a best friend who was like her business partner Mm -hmm. and like i don't know if she lived with her or whatever or i don't know but they were like really close and Mm -hmm. she died oh man yeah and so like oh god this sounds really like wow yeah but it's like it's it informs you about her character and why may why she might be so messed up or maybe like has difficulty opening up. To yes, people. yes. <laughs> um, what does so, Fleabag mean, or is that something that I should watch the show and find out? I think you should watch the show, but I also don't know because I've only oh. seen the first three three episodes. I don't know how many episodes there are. Pro- pro- probably like ten. Well, there's two seasons, and that's it. Yeah. So you know, it started out as a one woman stage show. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually it popped up in my Facebook feed. The uh, Kickstarter campaign for Fleabag's, uh, you know, it's interesting that you say that the um, the, uh, she was the co-artistic director with somebody else. I don't know if she still is, but she was co-artistic director with somebody at a theater. Mm. And this theater had produced a lot of her work and a lot of other people's. It was like a sort of grassroots kind of theater company. Mm -hmm. And one of the shows they produced was Fleabag. 
which was mm. written by her. Yeah. And I saw the Kickstarter video for, oh. it's still up on Kickstarter from like 2013 or whatever, when wow. they were trying to raise the money to make this show, uh, a stage show. And it was wow. really interesting to watch how they marketed it, like how the video, like the video had your standard um, talking heads where they were kind of discussing the importance of theater and why they wanted to make the show. But then it also had these weird intercut character shots of like Phoebe Waller-Bridge kind of, I'm assuming like in character, mm-hmm. but she was like dressed as Batman or something. What? And she was just kind of slinking around yeah, like on a street corner. <laughs> it was very weird and funny. And I was like, it was just like the right touch where if you were like, being inundated with a bunch of like crowdfunding campaigns mm-hmm. that you might stop and look at that and go, that's different. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Anyway. Well, on fully, fully, fully bag, she breaks the fourth wall often mm-hmm. and looks into the camera and kind of like smirks or like makes a kind of like Friday the 13th. Maybe I didn't see any smirks in that, but you'll have to tell me about <laughs> it. Um, but like she also makes a lot of faces that you don't see on TV. Just like because mo- most uh-huh. of the time on most of the time on TV or in film, everything is very like performy. Like this is like mm. a pre presentation, and she mm. makes like I mean, listeners, you can't see see my face, but like. Oh, like, like a very performative, like face. not not performative, oh. but just like very like awkward, mm-hmm. but not awkward in a I'm performing way, but awkward mm-hmm. in like a genuinely like, like this is how I am. Yes, okay, and it's very genuine mm-hmm. and cute, and mm-hmm. I don't know, I I I I like it a lot. Okay, cool. All right, well, I'm intrigued. Yeah. So you're going to keep watching. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll, you'll report back to us. Yes. Maybe I'll watch it. I mean, I'm planning to. Yeah. I'm also like, I still haven't finished Glow. Still haven't finished Mindhunter. So I've got a yeah. couple things that got to catch up on. But yeah, that's definitely on my list. Definitely. Cool. Yeah. Um, Before we get to today's topic, one other thing I wanted to discuss, and I don't know how much we can really discuss about it because neither of us have seen it. I just feel compelled to talk about joker okay the um the film that just came out with to, ha, ha, has it, it came out. out have Ooh. you not been have you not been like inundated i have with, not been inundated with, but i with, did with, see with, the trade tra- tra- trailer when i saw um the brad pitt Lee, Lee, Leonardo DiCaprio, Quentin Tarantino. Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yes, yes. When I saw that, there was a tra- trailer for jo- Joker and it looked good. Well, yeah. And a lot of people, I keep hearing from everybody that this is like Oscar worthy. Like mm. this is the best film they've seen all year. And like, so I, I haven't seen it. Um, there's also been a lot of people who are like saying like, this is a movie that supports that idea that like, white isolated put upon white men are justified in in enacting violence on others Hmm. there's a lot of people who have that read on it as well okay and i'm not even saying all of those people have seen the movie but that was a thing that people were kind of critiquing about the movie which was like yeah so this is an origin story about this criminal but it's also about like a um uh, a man a white man who is feeling like rejected and um abused by society and decides to turn on that society with violence Mm -hmm. which is a tough thing 
to talk about. I think yeah. our, the way we see that right now is complicated. Yeah. And a lot of people have compared it and, and the filmmaker, uh, Todd Phillips and actually God there's just like we can't get into this so deep but there's so much we could talk about like Todd Phillips the I want I feel like it's I feel forgive me I didn't look this up I believe the filmmaker's name is Todd Phillips but he directed the hangover films okay yeah and he doesn't he said he doesn't want to direct comedies anymore because woke culture has ruined comedy (sighs) okay so there's that Right. Yeah. He also said he was very influenced by Martin Martin Scorsese's film Taxi Driver, which I think you can see in the trailer. That's very obvious. And yeah. King of Kings of King of Comedy. Okay. And um, so this is not a superhero film. Obviously, no. this is a realistic. It's I've heard it's very dark and yeah. uncomfortable and brutal. Okay. And anyway, I don't know what I I'm here to say about it other than. <laughs> I've seen like I've seen Taxi Driver. You've seen Taxi Driver. I have right? not seen ta- Taxi Driver. Right? Taxi Driver <laughs> is a really great film. Uh, it's a well-made film. The performance is excellent. Um, I find it difficult in this time period to look at it and wa- and think to myself that I can sympathize with that person. And I don't know that Taxi Driver asks you to sympathize with Travis Bickle. I'm not sure if it does, but there are moments. It was part of this. Um very important time in Hollywood in American cinema the late 60s and early 70s where people were asking themselves like what is a hero and like what is a person and the person is not all good or all bad you know Mm -hmm. like those people are complicated and bad people have good things about them and good people have bad things about them and I think that was an important step in our evolution of storytelling yeah but I feel like you can look back on it now and go that guy is around now and we're terrified of him every day just going to the store mm-hmm. or going about our daily lives like that yeah. guy is ev- could be anywhere yeah and so i'd like i'm not i will see the joker i'm going to see it and so maybe i can report back after i've seen it but what i'd like to see is some awareness of how that's changed and not just a homage to a movie like taxi driver i'd like to see an awareness that that person is not like that we can try to understand that person, but recognize that their sickness, we, the rest of us don't deserve to be punished for what, for their sickness. Yeah. Anyway, that that's something I'd like to see. And I don't know that I've gotten, I haven't read the reviews too deeply or the critiques too deeply because I want to go in and right. see it fresh, but that just based on my perception of the trailer, um, it, which is very stylish, and I'm sure the performance is excellent. Mm-hmm. As Joaquin Phoenix is an incredible actor, um, I have to. I want to see some awareness of that mm-hmm. in that film. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. And I don't know your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, I I know I knew none 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 of that what you just said. So I I was curious about seeing it before the, that, and now I'm e- e- even more curious. <laughs> So I just wanted to put that out there because I know that film is out and it's in people's minds. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, you know, there were f- the theaters f- that were worried about like something like the Aurora shooting happening at one of these theaters. Mm. And they're like, we're worried that because people are calling this a movie f- about incels or for incels or whatever, and that it'll incite people to violence. And we all know like, films themselves don't yeah, do that no, they don't and video game that's not what causes this 
And if and to me, it's like, of, why would they? Why would yeah. why would they? If this is a if and again, I haven't seen this movie. This is based on the trailer and what little I've heard people say about it. If this film is about a disenfranchised white man turning to violence as an expression of his uh, feeling about his life and how he's been treated or even his mental illness, which that is a whole comp other complicated factor in that, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is how mental illness is portrayed in the mm-hmm. film. Okay. Um, yeah, that might be something yeah. I have a problem with. Probably. We'll, we'll probably. see. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But like those people, those people, well, first of all, it can. This violence is happening anywhere now. But when it is targeted, it's it happened in a in a in train wreck, a, a movie that was not about that. It was a it was about a a woman. It was like a romantic comedy, basically. Yeah. yeah. So, like, it's not that this movie <laughs> would incite violence. Yeah. Uh, it, but it is about something that is all on our minds, and I want I want to see some kind of nuance there i want to that's what i'd like to see from that film yeah anyway yeah no i'm you'll probably see it before i will oh i do want to see it yeah (laughs) i mean the guy at the aurora place like he dyed his hair like he was the joker do you remember that i don't remember that um that detail he like was smiling his photo i mean it's like you can't ignore that that's part of our like that's part of our lo- our society and our culture and the things that we fear now. Like we yeah. can't like Travis Bickle d- is was a person who existed in a world where like that happened on rare occasions and in, in Taxi Driver it was him the 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 big scene at the end that was like a scene not that these people de- not that those people deserve to die but it was a scene that was perpetrated onto like gang members. It was like mm-hmm. it wasn't somebody walking into. A, a Walmart and shooting a bunch of people. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what the violence at the end of Joker is like. I do. We obviously know that the character of the Joker kind of holds the city of Gotham under under seat. Like he is this like representation of the chaos, the of of criminality and and violence. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't even think you can look at Heath Ledger's Joker now and not think about that. Yeah. But in that movie, if I recall, it was the Joker perpetrating violence mainly on, which is complicated in itself, you know, on government officials and and police officers and, you know, the system, if you will. Is that how it's portrayed in in Joker? I don't know. I haven't seen the movie. But anyway, I didn't want to take up too much of our time on the show talking about this, but it's like it's... It's really a big, it's a big thing that people, it's a conversation that's happening in our consciousness right now. And I'm hearing people say that this is the best movie they've seen all year and this movie should win a bunch of awards. And I'm like, okay, but like, what is, what is it adding to the conversation? Yeah. And you can love Joaquin Phoenix's performance and like, I I might, I might love his performance, but I want to see more from the, the filmmakers than just here's a fucked up white man yeah. fucking killing people like because he because he because his mother did this and his you know social worker did this and the and this you know talk show host said this about him mm-hmm. and then and the world keeps kicking him down i've seen that story mm-hmm. i've seen that story 
Like, what else can we say about it? Anyway, yeah. that's all. That's all I had to say. I know I said that like four times already, <laughs> but for real. Uh, speaking of a man who uses violence as uh, <laughs> as a as a plot device, <laughs> shall we talk about today's topic? You mean? Did I make Friday it no fun? Thirteenth part six. Jason, Jason lives. lives. Yes. Yes. Uh, so yeah, our topic for this month, the spooky month of October, is uh, Friday the Thirteenth, Part Six. Jason yes. lives. Shot in Covington, Georgia. Covington, for the most part. Never been there. I delivered pizzas in Covington, Georgia. Oh, okay. Uh, in my twenties, because I went to school. There's a school out there. Uh, Emory has a two-year college where they send you first. If you don't go to the big school in Decatur, they send you to Oxford in the middle of fucking nowhere, which is the closest city nearby is Covington. Mm. And, you, and I had actually had a great time going to school there. It was a tiny little school. The build, we, one day we could talk about this, but there were a lot of things that were filmed there. The Dukes of Hazard, which we sure, sure, surely could do on the show at some yeah. point. Uh, the uh, parts of Dukes of Hazard were filmed there and the the building where I had my math class, Sceney Hall, there's a big clock tower. The opening credits where the General Lee, yes, that's the name of the car in the Dukes of Hazard, is jumping uh, over, or not over, but in front of the clock tower mm. in the opening credits of that film. Over the clock tower. That would be well, impre- yeah, no, pre- impressive. <laughs> it's like in front of the clock tower. Um, so Covington has had a lot of stuff filmed there in the past. Uh, it, this was filmed at like a camp at a lake in Covington. Yeah. Another and a lot of road, a lot of road stuff, lots yeah. of driving in this movie. Yeah, yeah, lots of uh, lots of a- outdoor stuff, outdoor in the woods. Oh yes, if it's if you like woods, woodsy. Um, I consider this to be one of the l- not as gruesome Jason movies. Oh, and also yeah. might be interested to know only Jason film with no boobs, no tatas on display. Yeah, there were o- no boobs only. Yeah, every other movie has like boobs in it. Wow. Yeah. There was a scene where they were like, were they having sex? It just felt like she was like kind of like on top of him, kind of like bouncing around. It was, like I, I wrote it in my notes I, as six, sex dancing. Yeah. It just didn't look like there was pen, penetration, you know? Yeah. It looked like more like maybe he was giving her a lap dance, but he was laying down. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I think that that was meant to be a sexual encounter. Yeah. You're referring to court in the RV. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes. It looked like an aerobics. Yeah. It was, it was, it was like, like a dude. Yeah. It was a it little, was there like, was something a little, uh, Olivia Newton John about it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're not, you're not really a, a huge fan of the franchise in the sense that you watch these movies. You probably haven't seen many of them. I watched maybe the first three or four. Okay with my old roommate um but so what it, what was your impression of the friday the 13th mythology the coming one? into this film um coming into the film i all i knew was that the the real killer was J- jason's mom in I the, guess first, from movie. the first one mm-hmm. which was probably one of the o- only ones that that i saw also there's no hockey mask in the first movie. Yeah, no. Yeah, there's no hockey mask. Jason doesn't get the hockey mask until 
part three. Yeah. Um, Halfway through part three, in fact. I just remember the first one was very... Um, He's got a potato sack on his primitive. head in the second movie. Jason was very primitive. The the film itself. The, this film. No, 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 no. The, the first fil- one. The first film. It the was first... like very low budget, you mean? Yeah. It was... Primitive in that it was... Chiseled, was, chiseled onto rocks. <laughs> it was low budget. It was like low value. Like it was okay. just very like bare mi- mi- mm-hmm. minimum. Do you remember Kevin not, Bacon being in that film? No, I don't. Who, yeah, who was, was he? He was speared through the neck oh. in a bunk bed. Okay. Yeah. I don't re- 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 remember that. I just remember there being cat. Ca- cabins and yes the, yeah women yep like women. that's literally all i remember okay well that's pretty much every <laughs> that's pretty that describes a lot of the friday the 13th movies yes. um okay and so you don't remember it seems like you don't remember much about the other two then. no okay nothing. so you came in it came in going there's Very a guy cold. There's, there's a guy a hockey mask maybe did you know about the hockey mask i knew from like tons and tons of memes so like popular culture pop kind of. pop cult culture yeah so, do you know the the do you then do you do you want to know the the story then? I yeah. mean, it's very there's a Wait. lot of holes in it. Okay, holes. There's a lot of holes in it because it this franchise doesn't really. Um, it was always, written by one person. Logical. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so the first film, the story is that Jason Voorhees drowned when he was like eight. I want to say mm-hmm. he was eight. He yeah. drowned in the lake because, uh, according to his mother, the counselors were off making out or mm-hmm. canoodling or having sex or whatever. I don't remember. They were off doing something and in, and they weren't paying attention and he drowned. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then two counselors that year were murdered and mm-hmm. they, we see them at the beginning of Friday the 13th where they're off to go make out. Okay. In a, some kind of shed i feel like there was like boxes or hay bales or something and uh they are murdered at the beginning of that movie so that was in the 50s okay then the first friday the 13th movie takes place in the i want to say it was 1980 and 70 something it has the to first be. movie i think it was 1980 okay uh i want to i'm pretty certain it was 1980 and um which means it was probably shot in 79 but um then people the, there's the camp crystal lake re, reopens or whatever they come back like they'd closed it because of the murders and then they reopen it which is kind of the plot of almost every jason movie is that the camp is being reopened as it is in this film yeah only they've changed the name to camp forest green yeah in this film um and counselors start disappearing and then you discover at the end that it's jason's mother who's been killing all the counselors yeah. and she has a showdown with Alice, who decapitates her. Hmm. And so, but then in the second movie, Jason comes back to avenge her death, but he's an adult somehow. And that's the part that's kind of confusing. So basically the first movie is the only one that makes sense. If you think about it too hard, yes. I mean, I mean, this is all very... It would make sense that a mom would avenge her son's death. Like that makes more sense than most things. At the end of the movie, when Alice is spoilers for 1980s Friday the 13th, uh, as Alice is floating away at, after every after she's killed Jason's mother, 
uh, Mrs. Voorhees and she's floating away in a canoe. She falls asleep in the canoe and sleeps on the lake. And in the morning when the police come to get her, everything seems like it's fine and dandy. And then a mutilated Jason, eight-year-old Jason, jumps out of the lake and pulls her into the lake. No. And that's the end. That's the end of the first movie. Mm. So it's kind of so like so he's uh, it's a supernatural nat- thing. Then. I think we can assume that. Yeah. Um. So to catch you up on where we're at, is at he the an be- adult when he he jump, jump, no. jumps out? He's a child. So he grows a lot between the first and second movies. Okay. I'm saying. Cool. He like get, so he, he comes get, back he from the dead eating, and then he starts he- eating creatine. Okay. He starts pumping some iron, and when he comes back, he's an adult. He actually kills Alice in the second movie in the first, like, ten minutes or so. Like, the whole beginning is her getting killed at the beginning. And, like, yeah. Well, it was fun to watch six, so, I mean. I mean, I'll watch more. Like, here, I'm going to say this right off the bat, which is funny because we're, what, like, 20 minutes or so into this podcast. I fucking love these weird-ass old... 80s slasher films and i know i am not and some kind of special person for saying that i know these are films that are beloved i grew up in the 80s i love i fucking love jason i i've watched all the movies i've watched them multiple times i've got the box set with the fucking hockey mask on it um i have watched the camp crystal lake memories like i've watched the documentaries what about nightmare on elm Elm street i got that i got that shit too i got that box set i've got um i've got halloween i love all the three those Mm -hmm. three are my that's my you know that's my trilogy of awesome like i watch these every halloween i i like i gotta get through them all yeah i gotta watch them all back to back so uh i have watched these films many times but I mean, I, I recognize that as a uh, as a filmmaker, I recognize how poorly a lot of these movies are made. Yep. And I recognize as a American woman living in America how there's a lot of weird misogyny in these mm-hmm. movies. Yeah. Um, but I would also venture to say that in many of these movies, one of the things I think that drew them to me as a kid was that there weren't a lot of movies where women would kick ass and and be the hero. Mm-hmm. They were often like the side piece to some man's story. Uh-huh. And in Friday the 13th, uh, it's typically, there's typically a, a woman who saves the day, just as in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, what's her name? Meg? Megan? Megan. 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 It's not Tommy that saves the day, really. Right. It's Megan, right? Megan. Megan. Am I, I had, not saying it right? I had what? a friend. So it's, there's a difference between Megan and Megan. 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 It's actually like there's a legitimate different pronunciation. Okay. So from now on, we just we have to refer to her as Megan. Megan. Okay. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> but in the first film, you had Alice. In Nightmare on Elm Street, you have Nancy. And Nancy. then later, um, uh, uh, Patricia Arquette's character, whose name is escaping me, um, Kristen. K- Kirsten? Kirsten? Anyway. Uh, and then in Halloween, of course, you've got Laurie Strode. And so there are always in these films a badass fucking woman coming in, asking for help. The grownups are dumb. They don't listen. The fucking dudes in the film are fucking useless. And these women get shit done. And so, yes, there's some weird 
sex stuff and exploitive boobies and whatnot. But the look, I'll say this: like horror today, and I get it. We're like, there's like a there's like a, a darkness in our society right now, and the the horror films are a lot darker. You know, yeah. There are some campy horror films still. Like, I mean, Stranger Things is like more like kid stuff, but that's kind of more campy. But a lot of horror films are like fucking dark and about real shit, and that's important. But when I'm like getting excited about Halloween, and I just want to kick back mm-hmm. with like some fucking takeout yeah and like a, 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 a milkshake or whatnot or whatever it is that i'm enjoying on my couch yeah i'm gonna put in a cheesy ass 80s slasher movie where the gore looks marginally real and the one-liners are terrible well maybe we could watch one tonight i'd love that actually i was hoping to watch jennifer's body with you which okay. is a really awesome fucking movie um this tea is going to get cold if we don't drink it soon. Hmm. Mm. It's getting cold already. Mm. Oh, oh yeah. That really lives up. That lives up to expectations. I'm going to throw a little honey in there, though. It it got a little cold. A little bit. A little bit. So that's, that's kind of the baseline, is that I am coming in as fully as a fan of this movie. And I dragged Sarah into watching this film with me. I was like, "We let's do this," and Sarah obliged me. But it sounds like I you did. liked I had, it. Yeah, it was so fun. Your thoughts generally on this? Generally, movie. like your um, impressions before we get into the movie itself. What are your impressions? Well, like you were just saying, it doesn't require a lot of thought. No, and it was fun actually to predict what was about to occur next. Mm-hmm. And there was one time I tried to make a prediction and I was wrong. And I was like, Oh, how was I wrong? Like it's <laughs> so pr- predictable. Um, but I don't know. It was just fun and campy and um, I don't know. It was I, fun and campy. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So getting into this film, if we want to scoot back to the mythology for just a sec, um, so in the fourth movie, Friday the 13th, the final chapter, uh, you have Corey Feldman playing Tommy Jarvis. And Tommy Jarvis is a young boy. So here's the thing. The first like three or four movies take place like on the same weekend. What? Even though they were shot years apart. So Friday the, the 13th. weekend? And then the next day is when part two takes place. But it's like a cross- or is it a year later? I think it's like part one, then a year later, part two happens. I, I'm sorry, listeners. It's been a while since I've thought about any of this. Because um, I just kind of take them in every year as like, it's like uh, candy corns. I have won them every year this time of year, right? It, let's say, I think maybe part two takes place a year later because they're now the camp. They're the camp across the street from Crystal Lake. And then um, I kn- the third movie takes place the same weekend as the second movie. So it's like the next day. And then the fourth movie is like a day or two later or whatever. That's crazy. How, do, how does, does it not have the same cast? No. Well then how does that it, work? New people in a different part of the woods. They're in a different part of the woods. Okay. In the fourth movie, there is a guy who's actually looking for his sister who got killed in the second movie. And he's like camping out in the woods trying to find his sister. And uh, so Tommy Jarvis is like at the end of 
Like he witnesses all this fucking crazy murder shit. And then at the end, he like hacks Jason to to death. Right? Part four. In part four. Corey Feldman was kind of a movie star by the time they yeah. got around to part five. They couldn't get him back. Uh, they, wow, they couldn't get him back. Well, they did get him back for like a little tiny... Like he was in Goonies and shit and like okay. all that stuff by then. So like Which his, I also haven't seen. Are you fucking serious? I'm fucking serious. Sarah? I haven't seen so many what the eight, fuck? Eight, eight, 80s. Like I just recently last year saw Can't Get Them Wet. Gre- Gre- Gremlins. I just saw Gremlins Which like Corey last Feldman year. is also in. Okay. Um. So we're gonna have to watch Goonies. Okay. Maybe with Charlotte, even though there's like lots of cursing in it. I think it's fine. Charlotte's ready for Goonies. Yeah. Anyway, um, so they got him back for like a tiny, like tiny little scene. But anyway, part five is like kind of like a departure because like it's Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis is in it, but it's a different actor playing Tommy Jarvis. And he's like at a like a halfway house with other kids. Okay. And murders start happening and everybody thinks it's Tommy kind of like in this movie. Yeah. But it turns out it's like somebody else who... Uh, got mad it's like the paramedic that you see in the first few minutes of the movie who got mad because like his son got killed accidentally by someone else it's a very very loose connection (laughs) (laughs) and so a lot of people don't even consider that to be jason because it's not really jason and the mask is different right Mm. the mask is different than the mask you see in all the other movies and so six was kind of like a return to like the normal like uh the the studio had requested that jason come back and that's how you get this like frankenstein like resurrection that was can we talk about that scene yeah let's talk about the opening of part six yeah Um, so go for it it was a darkened (laughs) stormy night um it was cheesy acting um, they got to a great graveyard that Nicole commented that it looked like it was, she was like, this is not on a soundstage or a, 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 anything, right? Oh, yeah. They definitely shot that on a soundstage. For yeah. Sure. And um, it yeah. was a lot of fog. Yeah. And like <laughs> there was one shot that was like, there's obviously a wind machine going and there's obviously like floodlights on, on them. Like mm-hmm. the, the, the lighting in this movie was very. It was like someone's student film project. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom McLaughlin, the director, was really into like those old like Hammer horror films, so that's why he wanted to do. It's like old these old uh, British horror films that had like um, Peter Cushing and like it's like Dracula and stuff like that. And um, anyway, uh, so he wanted to have that kind of look, that old monster movie look. Okay. And that's where the whole Frankenstein thing came from. He wrote it as well, the director. Yeah. He wrote it. Yeah. That that was something we commented on like in the very first scene. We were, we were like, the writing is... Clunky at best. Clunky at best, yes. There's a lot of exposition dumps. Very much. So if you've come for nuanced writing... Look elsewhere. <laughs> Keep going. Keep. On to 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. How, how many are there? Uh, Well, let's see. Jason X is 10. Oh, wait. Okay, so... Seven is the one with the with the telekinetic person lady. Eight is Jason takes Manhattan. Uh, I think you know. I think nine nine maybe is Jason goes to hell the final Friday. Ten is Jason X Jason in space. And then the I guess the eleventh one would be 
Freddy versus Jason. And then there was the reboot. So 12. They haven't made 13 yet. They need to make 13. They need to make 13. And then stop forever. <laughs> um, so let's get back to this opening scene, right? Yeah. So so you said some of the acts. So there's a lot of acting in this movie. Like a people are working overacting. very hard. Like very they are hard. bringing their A game? B game. C game. <laughs> But they are bringing it. Yes. They are bringing it It's hard. like they're acting as if they're going to die tomorrow. And this is their last chance. It's their last chance. To, they got to get all the acting for the rest of their careers into this one moment. Yes. Uh, I would like to point out that the his best bud, Tommy Jarvis. So Tommy and Jarvis and his best bud from the mental hospital, it seems uh, like they escaped or something. I there was an indication that perhaps they were on an extended break from see I was facility. so distracted by their faces that were doing too many contortions that <laughs> I wasn't listening to the words they were saying uh the actor playing his buddy was is Ron Palillo who is was a television actor um from Welcome Back Cotter which is probably a show you've never heard of I've heard of it um it was I haven't seen it John Travolta's first oh TV role. Wasn't John Travolta in a He was in Carrie. Halloween he was something? in Carrie. The film Carrie. Brian he was in Carrie? Carrie. Okay, okay, okay. Um Ron Ron Perlow played Arnold Horshack on Welcome Back Hotter, which was one of my fucking favorite shows. And Arnold Horshack was one of my favorite fucking characters. So I think what we're seeing here is sitcom tv acting mm, yes in a friday the 13th movie. yes it's that is correct because he was horse shacking all over the place <laughs> he was horse shacking up and down that graveyard yes and he eventually died he died and was placed in jason's grave yeah so let's talk about what happens uh tommy jarvis gets there it's not enough that he sees the grave. first of all here's my question to you who buried jason like who held a funeral for jason and buried him in the ground with a fucking grave. Who paid for that gravestone? Maybe he did. Jason? Like he dug no, the grave no, no, himself? Not Jason. Ma- Tom, Tommy. Person well, Tommy who killed him. Tommy knew where the grave was, but he didn't seem to believe there was going to be a grave there. Maybe he thought Jason might have left. He seemed to think that... He seemed to think that perhaps he he what 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 wasn't actually dead and had escaped. Yeah, he definitely was there to be sure that there. So he gets there. There's a grave there. Not good enough. No. Nope. Digs up the grave. His friend is like, "Why?" Yeah, and we're all like, "Why?" <laughs> and then he's like, goes to open the coffin. His friend is like, "Why? Mm-hmm. Why do you need to?" And he opens it up, and he's and his and friend is like, "Maggots there in there it and shit." And the, I mean, like, it could have been any damn why, body in that coffin. Why were to be there honest. so many shots of that skeleton corpse thing? They cut so back to it often. Men, it was like that must have been a fucking expensive prop for them to keep cutting back. They're like, you know what this needs? More maggots. Yes. So, opens the coffin. Dead body maggots. in there. Maggots. Dead. Like dead. Dead. No dead, eyes. Like dead super Very dead. dead dead as fuck actually like stuff is gone like the, there's like stuff skeletal m- missing mm-hmm. like it's not a body anymore it's like skeleton yeah mm-hmm. not good enough no tommy he goes takes, yeah I'm sorry no, go, you ahead. go ahead he takes he rips off a piece of the fence which is a feat of strength that is impressive to say the least and then he stabs 
his face. Was it the, his face? I thought it was his chest. Chest. I'm sorry, his chest. Yeah. I okay. Why I said face is I wish he had stabbed his face because that face was disgusting. Well, yeah, they cut back to the face a bunch of yeah. times. So he stabbed him in the chest very a lot. Like a repeatedly. Yeah, re- repeatedly. And to the point of like, okay, he's dead, but he's like way past. Like, I think he should have gone even more because as we can see in the, the, the following moments that maybe if he had ripped him apart and thrown like an arm here and a leg there, like perhaps he couldn't have gotten. Maybe. Well, I think the intention was to burn him. Like he has the gasoline and he's going to throw it on him. But before that happens, lightning strikes strikes the coffin. Lightning strikes. Um, And we have a reanimation. Yes. Which means Jason is now reanimated corpse. Yeah. I guess his body seems to fill back out. We see his eyes pop open. Eye full of ma- ma- makeup. Mm-hmm. Like he has just gone to get a, you know, he's just gone to the counter at the, at the, you know, the Gwinnett Place Mall and he's gotten the whole thing with his mm-hmm. eyes. Yep. Um, and he's ready to do some killing. Yeah. That's all he wants. He's like a killing machine. He's like a mm-hmm. shark. Yeah. And he, I, I don't think I saw him pause once in the film i think he, yeah. he pauses a lot does he? he pauses to look at them that's true he pa- i think he what i will say about this jason what i will say about jason in general is that jason will enjoy a murder mm. like he will take a moment to to look back and and appreciate like he's a he's like a mindful monster you know Ooh. he's gonna take a step stop a, a, a break he's gonna take a moment to appreciate the murder that's about to happen. That's gross. <laughs> would you disagree? Uh, no. Yeah. I would not. Um, I also like that this particular Jason who, I think you, do you have it, right? The, was it, who's, what's the guy's name? Courtney Graham or something that played Jason in this film? CJ Graham. CJ Graham. Um, what I liked about this Jason is that I feel like he seemed like put out a lot of the time like it was like he was annoyed yeah where he was like oh now i gotta kill this guy like it was just like he was obviously there to do murder yeah but but there was something in his body language that seemed annoyed about but where does it come from like that that was something i I was curious about the entire time i'm like what why does he want to kill why does he just want to indiscriminately kill what is the motivation behind it well in the other movies it was killing the camp counselors right and then it became killing teenagers partying. Okay. And now, uh, anyone? I guess. I mean, he certainly kills a lot. So there's the there's the paintball group, mm-hmm. which, by the way, that was a different actor playing Jason. They had hired, excuse what? me, they had hired somebody else to play Jason, uh, a stuntman. And the rushes came back for, and the first thing they shot was the paintball stuff. Mm-hmm. And the rushes came back in the studio said, "We don't like Jason's body." what we don't like his body type was he too big they didn't yeah they didn't like apparently he was not uh built like he was not a, he was not enough of a brick shit house okay for the studio they wanted something a little more sturdy and less uh soft if you will okay he was still a big guy but he was kind of like mm, a little doughy, so did we you know I mean. did we see that in the 
Or did they re reshoot it? No. He the the first the scene the paintball scene is the old Jason. Oh. And they recast him and all the other scenes are the That's so weird. CJ Graham why, who was like a military you, guy, so he was like really built and stuff. Why would you do that? Well, because they already shot that stuff and he's got a mask on. But if it's I feel like this ruined the movie for you. If it's not a big enough deal to have him in the movie at all why cat why why were you cat i don't know well they they called up the cj graham was in the top running to be jason and he didn't get mm. booked so okay. they called him up right away and they were like can you be in covington on monday <laughs> and they flew him out there right wow. away okay so it was i mean i think he's a good jason so uh, you yeah. know i think they did a good job and yeah. well, you know, I didn't have a problem with the paintball guy either, but I didn't see the whole movie with him, you know, like, so maybe I would have maybe, I mean, he, his body movements were different. If you look at the two scenes yeah. side by side. That's interesting. I, I wonder if I would see it if I watched it again, but it didn't strike me when, when I first saw it. Mm. Well, in any case, uh, Jason gets reanimated. Um, and then there's a lot of exposition. Lots. There's so much exposition. Ron Palillo eats it. He gets mm-hmm. stuck in the grave. Yep. His little boots sticking out. Yep. And then the next thing, Tom, so now that Tommy Jarvis has really fucked up, the next thing that he does is he goes to the sheriff, or as I like to call him, want to be Michael Keaton. Want to be Michael Keaton. You're yeah. right. I can yeah. see his face. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't believe him at all. No, like the he comes in there. I mean, frankly, he does sound a little nutty. And yeah. also the whole town kind of knows that Tommy Jarvis is the town, like the fucked up weird kid who like, yeah. was part of that whole murder thing that happened. Yeah. Um, So they're just like, Tommy, shut up. Get out of here, basically. Yeah. So then there's the, the yuppie couple, mm-hmm. Tony Goldwyn, who this was his first movie, by the way, the actor in the, with that yuppie couple, Tony Goldwyn, and then the other actor who played his wife is actually the director's wife. Okay. Nancy McLaughlin. Okay. So they show up in their little compact car. Compact, yes. And Jason is fully lit. Fully lit on the inside. For what reason, I don't know. Is that a motivated light? No. I mean, they probably had like, you know, some flashlights on the floorboards. Yeah. Just were driving around with it, as you do. Yeah. When you're camping at night. Always. I guess they were supposed to be running the camp. Were they? Well, that's, did you not notice that everybody who got to the camp afterwards they was were like, where, where are when they, they going to get here? Yeah. You know, cause they were supposed to get here and set up the camp, mm-hmm. but they got murdered along the way. Once again, you're operating under the assumption that I was listening to the words coming out of their mouth. Oh, well, there's a lot of plot. So the movie definitely doesn't want you to feel like you're not getting enough plot. Because they, they're going to give you several paragraphs of plot every couple of minutes. Yes. Oh, so you were asking off. I don't know if we talked about this on mic, but you were asking about the breaking of the fourth yes. wall. Yes. What? Because like the, the internet says there are numerous instances of breaking the fourth wall. And I couldn't even think of one. I don't know about numerous instances, but I do know that the... Um, caretaker in the graveyard does it multiple times does he well he like the one thing i can think of is like the next day so they tommy jarvis goes to the police and he's like jason's loose and they're like shut the fuck up (laughs) and then the 
the daughter, the yeah. not not Michael Keaton's daughter comes in, <laughs> and she's like, "Hey, uh, the ca- the counselors that were like the senior counselors or whatever yeah. that were supposed to show up, the yuppies that we see driving, and then like he's like gonna run at him with the car or whatever, yeah. and Jason's just like." And then she wants to give him money. And anyway, so they get murdered. She gets murdered in like a puddle. Yeah. And I think Jason's walking around with the the piece of the gate. I think that's what he kills yeah, them with, the piece yeah. of the gate. And um, so she comes in and she's like, they're not here yet. And he's and she's like, can you check in to what happened to them? And he's basically like, I'm a police officer. I don't have time for this stuff. And it's like, I don't know. Is that that's, that's literally like your, your job? job. Yeah. <laughs> When someone goes missing is to, 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 you know, like uncover what happened to them. Yeah. So the next day, the caretaker's like goes, sees that Jason's grave has been opened and he's like talking and he's like, oh, damn kids. And he's like burying it, burying Jason back up because he sees Ron Palillo's foot sticking out and he just like dumps a bunch of dirt yeah. on it. And he turns to the camera and he says, who would, well, he says, who would dig up a grave? That's just disgusting and then he looks at a camera and he says some people have a warped sense of entertainment and it's like a yeah, winky I winky moment see that he was lo- looking at the ca- ca- camera I, I just oh yeah no m- for m- sure m- miss that yeah so that's our basic setup right yeah you've got the sheriff you've got his daughter who is uh you know uh tommy like they kick tommy out or something but he ends up back in jail somehow they pick don't do they pick them up because they definitely they eventually find the murdered yuppies and then yes. more yuppies get murdered yes you know what i think we need to talk about next what the use of suspenders in this movie how have we not talked about this yet there's a lot everyone has suspenders there's suspenders with vests there are suspenders underneath clothing yeah there's like- suspenders underneath clothing like a like, crop top like like yeah there's a, a woman who's wearing a crop top and we can see suspenders peeking out of the bottom as if she put them on just like shirtless or just like put the suspenders on first forgot about the shirt and was like you know what i'm just gonna throw a sweater on top of this yeah it was very this movie is full of people whose pants cannot be held up on their own <laughs> no no um so they eventually find the yuppie couple and they throw chami in jail because they think that he did it Mm-hmm. And so they're going to throw him in jail. And that is when his daughter, that's when not Michael Keaton's daughter shows up again. And she sees the man behind bars mm-hmm. and immediately knows this is the man I've been looking for. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. She, uh, those eyes. She's, she gives him the eyes. She like wants him bad. Yeah. Like she wants, she wants to get inside that sheepskin jacket. Mm-hmm. You didn't no. like that. No. You did not like that. Well, like I said, I like a sheepskin jacket. You do. You, I do. You commented on that a b- bunch of times. I don't know why, but I like a sheepskin jacket. Is it sexy to you or is it just like cool? You just think it's like cool. I mean, there's like the comfort, obviously. Yeah. But it's also practical. Okay. Because it's very warm. Practical. Yeah. Sexy. I'm the right man, I think, a sheepskin jacket. And again, fake, not real sheep, obviously, like the yeah. fake fur. Yeah. I think on the right man, a sheepskin can look rugged. Is that how, how, how you met Chris? Was he in a sheepskin jacket? Ja- 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 
jacket? No, he would never wear a sheepskin no. jacket. I had a sheepskin. I, I had in. a sheepskin jacket though. Yeah, yeah. So you're attracted to yourself. Yeah, basically. <laughs> like every time I see myself in the mirror walking by in that sheepskin jacket, Ow! I'm like, who is that? Um, okay. I feel like we need to get to some of these murders. Yeah. Murders. Murder. So there's the yuppie couple. Mm-hmm. Uh, the counselors eventually arrive at this camp. They do not like kids. No. And there are kids in this. There are kids Real in this. Real kids. For the first time ever in a Friday the 13th Which movie, Nicole besides Nicole Tommy Jarvis. Which told me that. I was like, but it's a camp. There's never been kids there before, though. It's always been like the week before the kids come right. to camp. Right. Like setting it, up. It's literally always been the same week before camp, apparently. But also, it's like there's never any kids there, which adds yeah. this extra like, ugh. Now Jason's yeah. there and there's kids there. And you're yeah. like, ah. Ugh. So there's there's the uh the caretaker gets gets it because they how does he 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 get it again so he's like having a drunk that everybody's out in the woods why are people out in the woods at night i don't know i don't get it i don't and i grew i you and i live in georgia yeah it's not like we're just out in the woods for no reason even if you live nearby the woods i'm not gonna think to myself you know what i'd like to do is me and my yuppie boyfriend. I'd like to get my floral, my full length floral dress on. Yes. Go out into the woods with my my boyfriend and his suspenders. Make out. Make out on a blanket. That's what I want to do. Yeah. I mean, like, why make out at home in a comfy bed when you can make out in a a field or like a, the woods or like on the dirty ground? Well, that floral dress is something that you can't leave at home. You've got to take that floral dress out. That's true. It had one of those big, it was like a dress for like children, but on an an adult woman. Oh yeah. One of those. I don't remember it at all. Actually. You don't remember the couple. They're like drinking. I remember the couple, but I don't remember her dress. Oh, it was like something that you would wear. Like it was, it's something that your mom would make you wear to when for to Easter when you were like seven, but like adult sized. Okay. You know how in Easter your mom always makes you wear those florals. Yeah, no, my my mom my mom didn't didn't <laughs> make make me wear wear things on Easter, but I did. No oh, you girls, wear, you wouldn't wear anything on Easter. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't go to church on. on well, on, I mean, I didn't go Easter. to church Easter, but you got to go on an Easter egg hunt. Oh, an Easter egg hunt. Yeah, no, Get I just wore like in the front yard. You know. Oh no, okay. no, no pictures. Okay, just eggs, just eggs, <laughs> and my nude body <laughs> collecting <laughs> eggs. <laughs> exactly Um, oh shit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, okay so there's that couple so while that couple is out there in the woods doing whatever the fuck they're doing yeah the caretaker is having a nice little walk through the woods home Oh, right i remember this. why is his why is he walking through the woods at night we don't know he's having a drink he's having a drink under the moonlight i mean didn't he just bury that guy yeah but i i'm assuming it took him all day yeah because it's nighttime by the time yeah. we see him again i mean did you see the grave uh like when they went back when the cop went back to check check it, it looked perfectly like that's true he really i mean yeah, that he, is a person who really cares about their work yeah that's true <laughs> yeah he uh he gets it like he remember he like looks at the the whiskey bottle yeah and and he he like smashes it in his hand no no i love that version of the movie and when you reboot this i think you should definitely do that but what what he he says he he said says to the whiskey bottle 
oh girl, you're gonna kill me or something like that. And he like tosses oh, it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jason picks up the whiskey right. bottle and crushes it and then stabs him in the neck with it. Yes. Then he him he like double impales the yuppie couple. Yes. And that's when the bodies start piling up. Well, at this point, right? Not not Michael Keaton and 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 the deputy. I don't have a nickname, a fancy nickname for him. What should we deputy? Um, he had like sort of. He looked like a Trump. He looked like one of yes, the Trump sons, Tr- almost. Tr- Tr- not Trump son. Yeah, you're right, Trump son. So, no, uh, not Trump son. There's not. Well, there's Michael not Keaton. Michael Keaton and the and deputy, deputy Trump son. Okay, cool. Right. So those guys, they're starting to get wind of all these bodies in town. Yeah. And so, and they've got Tommy Jarvis in jail. Not Michael Keaton knows that his daughter's got the hots for Tommy Jarvis, right? Yeah. So he does the only thing that a a, a well, an intelligent, uh, you know, like responsible sheriff would do. What does he do? And he, t- he takes Tommy Jarvis out to the edge of town and just lets him go. He just takes that murder Very suspect. Responsible. Takes him, he's like, I you're I don't want you to be my problem. And he just lets him go. So that makes me think that he doesn't actually believe he's a murderer or it's just bad writing. Well, I think this was before they st- the bodies started piling up. Oh, like they okay. take him so out he, and he let him go. He, he, they, they, they don't know that, that anyone's being right. killed. Yeah. yeah. Then when they find the bodies, that's when they put him in jail. Yes. For reals. Yes. Before that, they just have like him... He's just in the office and I don't remember why they, they do have him in jail overnight and then they let him go. He, he, something happens that I can't remember that I obviously didn't write down. Oh, and then there's the paintball team. Do we, we talked about the paintball scene. I think so. Yeah. But there's like a paintball, they're like on a corporate retreat. Yeah. I don't think I'm doing these in the right order, but no, um, they're like on a corporate retreat and they have like a lady boss. Yes, and sh- and they they like make a comment about how they shouldn't have inv- invited her. They shouldn't have let her play. I think. Have let, yeah, because like she's beating all of them. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, let her play. Yeah, it's very like you know, like she should. Don't, don't they even say like yeah. she should be at home like, like baking in, a pie or some in, shit, the, right? In 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 the ki- ki- kitchen. Yeah, and I I yeah. turned to Nicole and I was like, is this like was that supposed to be like commenting on the fact that that's no no longer an okay thing to say or were they actually like legit legitimately saying that well i mean yeah i think at the time we we were still in a transition period um yeah. there are, i think there's still people men that would rather see women at yeah. home baking a pie than running a corporate yeah. office uh they get triple decapitated oh yeah Do you remember that there's like a triple three machete. way three way three way machete to the neck Mm-hmm. apparently they did shoot the heads falling on the ground mm. but the direct it was cut it's hard to say whether these things were cut because the director didn't like them or because they were uh, so bad that well often um often like films will be censored like the they'll turn in this happens a lot with the friday the 13th movies they'll like turn in a cut the, the mpaa will be like you have to cut some of the violence down or we're going to give you like an x rating so i don't know if that was the situation here but or not but that happened with the first friday the 13th movie it happened pretty much with all of them there's all kinds of extended death sequences that probably are relatively tame compared to today um and today's violence but at the time was considered to be too graphic so i don't know i don't know if the heads were part of that but 
So at this point, that's when the, Jason kind of makes his way to camp. Yeah. Well, wait, he gets to the RV first, right? Yes. And he unplug, or he doesn't unplug. He r- r- rips out the core that is. Well, he hacks at it, right? Right. Doesn't he hack it? So uh, Court and his lady are having some kind of aerobic dance, sex dance. Sex aerobics. Yes. And then Jason cuts their power. Yeah. And then Court starts, like, they get a little freaked out and they start yeah. driving and away. And this is when I was starting to predict what was happening. And I was like, oh, well. Because she was like, go out and check. Please, just go out and check. And I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. well, he's going to die. And then she's going to die. The end. You know? But And it, what happens instead? So he go, goes outside. And then she comes outside. And then they see the plug. And... Then he goes back inside, and then she goes back inside, and she is attacked from the inside in the bathroom. But he doesn't hear it. He doesn't hear it. Because he's too busy listening to his He thinks that she's like ma- ma- masturbating in there. Is right. that what he thinks? Oh, I thought it, maybe he thought she was taking a dump. Oh, I thought, I thought, I thought she he, was ma- ma- masturbating. I thought he thought she was taking a dump. <laughs> wow. She's like in that tiny bathroom and yes. we got that like overhead And she's shot. like screaming. That was like one of the more like a little more like violent, yeah. violent. You know what? I think yeah. that of all the violence in this movie, like it all happens pretty quickly and it's almost like so over the top. That but this was like kind of obsessed. Yeah. Because he like puts his hand over her mouth and he's yeah. like grabbing on and then and you're like oh this is kind like, of not fun for a second against the well that part was kind of weird and funny yeah that was campy again <laughs> where they like he smashes her head through the, <laughs> the metal RV. rv and it makes like the shape of her face <laughs> and then what does he do with cordy like stabs a oh he stabs a knife in his temple he stabs a knife in his yeah or something yeah yeah court's real dumb really dumb so dumb <laughs> Well, this may be chill. Okay. Uh so that's gonna be our stopping point for today's discussion. on friday 13th part six jason lives he does he does i mean that is a guy who is not resting on his laurels no like he got a second chance a third chance third chance a third chance at life yeah and he is gonna get go out there and go after what he wants i believe in him fucking decapitate people yes yes Uh, so listeners come back and join us, um, for our next episode where we will wrap up our discussion on Friday the 13th part six. We've got a lot more to cover. We got a lot more weird stuff, weird lines, confusing plots, uh, (laughs) crazy murders. Come back and, and, and join us. Uh, hope you are having an awesome October and enjoying that. If you're in the South where we are, hope you're enjoying some finally fall weather. Finally. Some finally fall um and and maybe if if you're feeling basic pumpkin spice pumpkin spice pumpkin spice it up don't feel bad about pumpkin spice okay love what you love love what you love yeah no don't shame someone for liking pumpkin spice no you know what you know what candle scent i love i don't really love and there's nothing wrong pumpkin spice lattes i just don't 
like I'm not sure if I'm like I don't love them, but you know what I do love? What? A pumpkin spice scented candle. Mm. The moment the temperature dropped below eighty degrees, I immediately got out my fucking pumpkin scented candles. And you know what? They smell great. They do smell great. I'm gonna burn some when we get back to my house. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, this will be the first year I will not get to have pumpkin spice lattes. No, you might be able to get a sugar-free one. Those I are bet nasty. They can. Have you tried it? No. We should try it at least. Well, the the at Star Starbucks, the pumpkin spice um syrup is a different kind mm. than like the vanilla or the ha- hazelnut. It's like yeah. a really thick. Mm-hmm goopy mm. syrup so wow. i don't think they have fake that do you think they're ever going to come out with like a pumpkin spice Lacroix? oh i mean i feel like that would be a like that would you know be a what product. that might be good that, that might would be, be a good. product that basic bitches th- everywhere could I think get behind that there are probably listeners out there screaming no that's disgusting but worse than coconut but you know i mean nothing's worse than coconut no i mean it's like drinking suntan but oil. you know key lime yeah key lime, key lime works key works yeah yeah it tastes like key lime pie yeah so i'm just i i, like I, I literally spice a chance i literally can taste it in my mouth like the pumpkin right spice lacroix yes and it's good it is good <laughs> i think they should do it i think we should write them a letter we should on um, stationery on old-fashioned stationery and be like pumpkin spice lacroix is the next is the next big thing yes uh listeners thank you for joining us for this episode we hope you come back and join us we hope you continue the discussion about this movie on our social media which um of course you can follow credit we're critical crop top you can find us uh on the social media where we have our we have podcasts we have videos we have live comedy and whatnot but uh there's lots of stuff to enjoy on the web you can find us at critical crop top on facebook twitter and instagram we also have a vimeo and youtube channel if you're interested in checking out some of our sketches and other things Mm -hmm. um you can also follow this podcast on facebook and instagram at georgia made podcast and you can find us on twitter at georgia made pod where you can tell us your thoughts tweet at us tweet at us tell us um why would the sheriff just unleash Tommy into the woods? Why? Uh, was the caretaker in on this whole thing the whole time? Mm. He seemed like he had a knowing. Interesting. Did him and Jason have some kind of arrangement? Was Jason getting well. out of the grave at night and playing cards with him perhaps and then getting back in in the but daytime? why would he kill him? You know, he maybe he mistook him for someone else. Maybe. Or maybe maybe the maybe caretaker, maybe the caretaker the owed him money. Or maybe it was part of the green agreement. I mean, the caretaker didn't seem to enjoy his life that much. Well, he he's a good times fun party time guy, I feel like. Mm, no? I think he wanted to die. Wow. It's got dark. <laughs> uh, listeners, we have enjoyed talking about this with you, and we will continue to do so in the next episode. And in the meantime... I'm gonna go hope it, I'm gonna go home and crack open some pumpkin slice some pumpkin sp- I, I wish I'm definitely gonna burn those sca- those fucking pumpkin candles would you like to enjoy the scent of my home smelling like the inside of a freshly baked pumpkin I love the way you said that <laughs> would you like to enjoy the inside of my home <laughs>